Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to be here today, just like every other week. I know I say that all the time, but I really do. I really enjoy talking with you guys each week and um, sharing some insight and some knowledge and tips with all of you because let's face it, this nutrition thing can be hard sometimes. And today I have a very special topic. And one that I don't know if I've ever heard talked about anywhere else before. So we know this concept of emotional hunger, where we're not physically hungry, but we eat for other reasons than hunger, like boredom or stress or fatigue when we're tired. And so we lump all those words or I should say we lump all those emotions into this concept called emotional eating or emotional hunger. When we eat for reasons other than our stomach telling us it needs to eat. And so one of the things that I work on with my clients is really honing in and being very clear on what their hunger signals are. Because if they know what their physical hunger signals are, they know what to look for. And there's probably about eight or nine different physical hunger signals that I know of. Uh, Everybody has different signals. Everybody gets a different combination of signals. So it's definitely not a one size fits all. Excuse me. Um, But knowing what your hunger signals are, rather than just guessing, a lot of people guess that it's a growling stomach. And then when they start to really pay attention, they're like, huh. My stomach doesn't grow at all. I actually get something different. And so knowing what your physical hunger signals are are, is extremely important because if you know what to look for, then you can make it very objective. Instead of saying, you know, I think I'm hungry, you know exactly if you're hungry or not because those signals will be present. If they're not present, you're not hungry. You're something else. You're tired. You're bored. You're anxious. You're angry. So we know this concept of emotional hunger. We've heard it before, emotional eating, however you want to call it. But what we don't talk about is a concept called emotional fullness. What does that mean? So emotional fullness is continuing to eat even when your stomach tells you it's time to stop. Wow. That is a concept, right? We talk so much about eating when we're not hungry, but what about on the flip side of it? What if we continue to eat after our body gives us signals to stop? And so I want to talk about emotional fullness today. Is that you? Does that happen to you? 
And I think I've identified four areas where this usually takes place. And you can see if you can relate to any of these. So the first reason why I think people emotionally eat past fullness or get to emotional fullness is because they'll tell me, well, my mouth is still enjoying the food. I'm not ready to shut down the experience just yet. And I get that because there are times when I'm eating something very tasty and my stomach will give me the signal, hey, you're getting full. And I'm like, uh, heck no. No, I want to keep going because I'm really enjoying this. So I totally can resonate with this one. But I also know that the following statement is true. That food always tastes better when you're a little bit hungry. We know this to be true because if you have ever been to a buffet and you see the people that are going up to the buffet line for the third and fourth time, you know they are not enjoying the food at that point. They have this glazed look over their face, over their eyes, where what is the least offensive thing I can put on my plate right now so I don't vomit, but I'm going to be up here because I paid my $39.95 for this food and I'm getting my money's worth. So we know that food doesn't taste as well when we are full. And that is true. But for some of us, we tell ourselves, no, I just want to keep going because I'm enjoying the taste so much. But here's the deal. You're not. Because food always tastes better when you're a little bit hungry. They've done studies where they rate people's pleasure based on how many bites they've taken. And as you eat a food item more and more and more, your pleasure goes down. The first three bites are always the best, especially if you're hungry because you're just igniting and exciting all sorts of pleasure centers. But after you've had, you know, 20, 30, 40 bites, it's not that exciting anymore. And you're actually not getting the full experience that you would if you were eating when you were hungry. So that's the first reason why people continue to eat past fullness. But that is the reason why that's not true. The second reason why people uh, eat past fullness is because they don't want to waste food. And this is probably one of the most common ones that I always hear. Um, most of my clients grew up with the clean plate club mentality where we need to finish what we're given um, because, you know, they're starving people in China or our parents or grandparents grew up in the era of depression. And so we don't become wasteful. And I am completely 100% on board with not condoning food waste. There is just too many people that are hungry in this area. We are very wasteful. I can't even tell you how many clients I have that, you know, tell me how much food they throw out each week. You know, that is not the goal by any stretch of the imagination. But we often look at the clean plate as the finish line almost as a goal that we have to achieve. If you put a plate in front of me, then clearly this is the portion you think I need. And therefore, my goal is to get to the end and finish all of it. And we never consult our stomach to let us know, hey, is this the right amount? We just look at a portion on our plate with our eyes and think, well, this must be reasonable because somebody put it on our plate and they must know better than we do. And so we have to be really careful of what we put on our plate, especially if we like to get to the finish line. 
if we like the clean plate. And so for some of us, that just means putting less on our plate if we like the if we like the idea of celebrating the clean plate, the win at the end. And so instead of putting so much on your plate, maybe put a little bit less, maybe put 25% less, start there. Or start with 10%, every little bit counts. I know for us personally, we eat off of our salad plates. We hardly ever get dinner plates out. In fact, when we go out to eat, the dinner plates look so big because we're so used to eating off of the salad plates. And so that might be a tip if you want to Um, still continue to finish your plate because you like meeting the goal, maybe start with a smaller plate. All right. So third reason why people continue to eat past fullness is some people just don't like what's coming up next. You know, what is your activity after dinner? Is it cleaning up? Is it going back to work? Is it having to watch the kids? (laughs) I'm not saying those are all negative things, but for some people, it's just easier to keep eating because it prolongs the inevitable. Maybe the evening routine is rough. Maybe you have small kids and you've got to do homework and then give baths and then, you know, get them to bed. And it's not an easy task. Um, I know for me, sometimes I, I don't mind doing dishes, but it's just the fact that, oh, I have all these dishes to do now. It would just be so much easier to sit here. And just catch my breath for a little bit. And how do I sit there and not feel um, guilty for not for not doing dishes? I'll get a second helping. Because then I feel justified. Hey, I can't work yet because I'm still finishing my plate. So I want you to be really honest with yourself. Are you eating more in avoidance of what's to come next? You know, do you typically go log back into work after dinner and you just don't want to do it? So you just continue eating to procrastinate just a little bit more. At least be honest with yourself. If nothing else, be honest with yourself and own your decision. And that way you can make the choice whether or not you want to make a different decision. But don't lie to yourself. And the fourth reason why I think people overeat past fullness, they ignore their hunger signals, is they're fearful of being hungry later. And so let's get all this food in now because I don't know if I'm going to have the chance to eat again. Or, you know, for some clients, it's I don't want to eat late at night. I want to break my habit of eating after dinner. So then in an effort not to eat after dinner because they're afraid they might be hungry, they overeat at the dinner meal to try to compensate. And here's the deal. You may be hungry or you may not be. But trying to make that call ahead of time and being proactive about it, probably not your best idea. Why make that decision for your stomach? See, here's the deal. When we emotionally eat past fullness, we're letting our brain make the call. And really, our brain's have no business deciding when we should be eating and when we should stop eating. That's our stomach's job. This is why kids, young kids, toddlers, are fabulous at listening to their hunger and fullness signals. They don't have the maturity or the experience to let their brains get in the way. They just eat when they feel that sensation, and they stop when the sensation is gone. 
they make it really, really simple. It's not until adult humans get in the way and tell them, no, you need to keep eating. Your plate isn't finished yet. You need to sit down and finish that plate. That all of a sudden children realize, huh, maybe I can't trust these signals that my body's giving me because my parent is telling me I can't get up yet until I finish this. And so what do they do? They learn to eat past fullness. And kids are really active. So it doesn't make that big of a deal when you have a really active kid because they can burn it off. But what habits that child develops in their youth is going to follow them into adulthood. It drives me crazy when I hear parents say, oh, they can eat whatever they want because they've got a fast metabolism and they're really active. That doesn't excuse feeding them a poor diet because those habits are going to follow them into adulthood. And then I'm going to be seeing those children as adults because they never learned good habits when they were younger. So going back to kids, they are extremely one. They're really great at identifying fullness cues. This is why kids can leave half a cupcake on their plate. Did you ever notice that? Like little kids, I'm talking about, you know, anywhere from two to five they can eat a cupcake and then all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm full and leave half a cupcake on their plate. That used to baffle me. I'm like, what? Like, we never give you sweets. And here's your opportunity to eat it and you're going to stop eating it halfway because you're full. Like, don't you know we've given you a gift? And those are just our own self-imposed thoughts that we try to put on our children. But they're listening. They're not listening to their brain. They're listening to their stomach. And... What I want you to get out of this episode, if nothing else, is let your stomach run the show. Don't be afraid of being hungry later. If you are truly hungry later, like you're getting those signals, then you're going to eat. I had this talk with a a 15-year-old yesterday, this very exact talk where she did not want to, um, she did not want to eat at night. She wanted to try to break her snacking habit. And she went to, um, she was hungry, so she went to grab something out of the, the cabinet. And her mom was like, don't eat that. Remember, you're not eating after 7 o'clock. And the girl was like, but I was hungry. And so we had a discussion, you know, the girl, the mom, and I about if you are physically, truly hungry, you need to eat. Your body is telling you something. If you're just grabbing it because it's 7 o'clock and that's your habit of when you usually grab something, that's a different story. But if your body is truly telling you it's hungry at night, then you need to honor that. Now, I will say that 9 times out of 10, the reason why people eat at night is not because of a true physical hunger. Their stomach is not growling. They are not shaky. They are not um, lightheaded or have headaches or are dizzy. Nine times out of 10, that is not why people grab the food at night. They grab the food at night because it's a habit or it's a comfort tool or it's just, they saw a commercial on TV and they just want to check out from their day. That's why people eat at night. But overeating at dinner because you're afraid you may get hungry later, you can't make that call because you don't know if you will get hungry. Only your stomach can make that call. Here's the deal. If you practice overeating, you're going to get really good at it. 
If you practice eating just one or two bites past fullness, you're going to get really good at it. And then you're going to, that's going to be your routine. That's going to be your normal. And then eventually, where does the line get drawn? Because if you're so used to eating one or two bites past fullness, well, then what's the difference between two and three bites past fullness? And we keep pushing back the line. It's almost like a, um, <laughs> in football, right? You know, you get a first down, you, uh, you get to the, the goal, you get the first down, and then all of a sudden they move the line again. And you're like, well, I could just go a little bit more. I could just do a little bit more. And we justify why it's okay. Well, if it's okay for me to do one bite extra, then it's okay for two. Well, I did two yesterday, so one extra one won't matter today. Now we're up to three bites past fullness. You're good at what you practice. So if you want to get good at listening to your stomach and honoring your fullness cues, then you need to practice that. And it's going to feel a little uneasy at first. It's going to feel strange. It's going to be like, what the heck is going on? Remember, we don't stop here. We can keep going. All those thoughts are going to bubble to the surface. And I want you to just pay attention to them. What thoughts come up to your surface if you stop eating before you get to that full state? Do you tell yourself like, hey, I'm not done eating yet. I'm enjoying the flavors. Are you telling yourself, I want to keep going because I don't want to clean, I don't want to, um, I want to finish my plate. I don't want to waste food. Are you telling yourself, I don't want to do what comes next. Are you telling yourself, but what if you're hungry later? It's better to eat now so that way you won't eat later. So let's just compensate and, and overeat now so we can make sure that doesn't happen. Like what are those thoughts that are coming to your surface when you practice honoring your stomach signals. I remember one time I was at a wedding with um, uh, my husband's side of the family and we sat with his one cousin. I wrote this in my book. And um, I remember we were sitting at the table and she all of a sudden made this statement, ugh, I am, I'm so full. And she pushed her plate back. And I remember looking at her plate and her plate had like, a bite of a dinner roll left, maybe one or two bites of chicken and maybe one or two bites of green beans. And I remember looking at her plate and thinking, are you serious? Like you're not just gonna, I mean, you could literally put everything that was left on her plate on one forkful and finish it off. And then all of a sudden I had that aha moment. Huh, she listened. It didn't matter if she had one bite left, if she had three bites left. When her body gave her the signal to stop, she stopped. She didn't overcomplicate it. She didn't try to justify or rationalize. She just listened. And she made it really simple. She took the drama out of it. No, like, but, 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 no buts. Just did it. And she did that. That was her normal routine. That was her normal habit. She didn't even see it as something abnormal. But for somebody that has, you know, overeaten at times in her life, talking about myself, you know, or somebody who's acutely aware of eating habits, I just thought it was fascinating that she was able to just stop. But the reason she was good at it is because she practiced it all her life. And I'm here to say that you can get really good at it too. That's not out of your reach. 
that's accessible to you as well. All you have to do is just start and you just have to practice. And you have to be really careful of these sneaky words that will kind of infiltrate into your life. I know they do for me. Oh, it won't hurt just this one time. Tomorrow you can do better. Here's the, here's the deal. More likely than not, you told yourself that yesterday. I find that I do that. I'm doing better. But I find I still, those thoughts creep into my mind every once in a while. It's okay just this one time. Tomorrow you can do better. Nine times out of ten, you told yourself that yesterday. <laughs> Tomorrow isn't coming unless you practice today. So I want you to just pay attention. That's step one, right? Awareness. We cannot make changes unless we know there is change that needs to be made. So I want you to first and foremost, just pay attention to when do you stop eating? Do you stop eating when you're satisfied? Do you stop eating when you're full? Or do you stop eating when you're stuffed? For a lot of us, we think that full means stuffed. We think that when you get that completely uncomfortable feeling, that means you're full. That actually means stuffed. Like when you need to unbutton your pants or change your pants or lay down or you think you're going to vomit, that's actually when you're at stuffed. That is not full. A lot of us need to eat until we're satisfied and we're about like 80% full. Because if we just give ourselves a little bit more time, our stomachs will catch up with us and send the signals to our brain that we feel good. But that takes 20 minutes. And if you're eating faster than 20 minutes, then we need to work on eating to satisfied because once we hit 20 minutes, then we will realize, oh, we're actually full. We want to eat to the point where our belly doesn't pop out. And people will tell me all the time, Adrian, my belly always pops out. My belly is always popped out. I'm overweight. That's not what I'm talking about. When you eat past fullness, you get a distension of the stomach. Like there's actually resistance against your pants. Some people call it a food baby. Like you can feel bloated. Visibly, it might not be apparent to anybody around you, but you can feel that your stomach is pushing out further than it is normal. Maybe we need to eat just a little bit before that. Or I should say we need to stop a little bit before that. And we need to eat to satisfied and then sit there and wait those 20 minutes and realize, I feel, I feel good. If you can't go for a walk afterwards, after you're done eating, you probably ate too much. Like we don't want to, to be overly stuffed that we can't do activities afterwards. Or we feel like we must sit on the couch or lay down because we're so uncomfortable. That's a little bit too far. So just First and foremost, be aware. How far do you eat? Do you eat to the point of satisfied? Do you eat to the point of full? Or do you eat to the point of stuffed? And then, after you paid attention and you've identified where you stop eating, then I want you to maybe just cut back a little bit and then identify what are all those thoughts that come into your mind that are telling you to keep going. Because that is where we can address the root of the problem. 
This is the problem with so many conventional diets. They tell you how much you should eat. They tell you that you can only have one cup of this food or half a cup of this food. And especially for people that want to lose weight, they hang on to those meal plans like they're gold. Well, if they tell me that I only need to eat a cup, then I guess they know better than I do. Again, never consulting the stomach, they go to the brain or they go to somebody else. Somebody else has no business telling you how much food you need to eat. The only thing that should be determining that is your stomach. But unless you're willing to listen to your stomach and not only listen, but to honor what that information is telling you, you're going to get stuck in this diet loop for a long time. I know the other day I was in my devotional time, my prayer time, I was praying. I'm like, okay, God, help me learn to listen to you. But then once you tell me what to do, help me actually be obedient. Like it's one thing to want to learn what the right information is, but it's a whole other thing to actually do it then, to be obedient. And that's what we're talking about when I say the word honor. Honor is obedience. If your stomach gives you a signal, obey it. If it tells you you're hungry, listen and eat something. If it's not telling you, it's not giving you a signal, then, then don't eat. Do something different. When your stomach gives you a signal that it's full, listen to it and obey it. Don't just listen to it and dismiss it. That's the difference. Remember, your stomach is the best source of information. Your body is your best source of information for what works for you. Not a piece of paper, not another person, not your brain, your stomach. You are naturally wired to know exactly what to do. It's just your choice of whether or not you want to listen and whether you want to honor it. All right, guys, I have a recipe for you today, and it's a really, really simple one, but it's one I've been eating a lot because I love how satisfying it is. I love the flavor. I love that I get, you know, a nice um, energy from it. Uh, it's a good satisfying snack and it's really simple and you know how much I love simple so I'm sharing it with you and it is apple nachos so really simple this is a good one for kids too um, because you can pull it together in like 30 seconds um, but all you're going to do is you're going to cut some apples or an apple I should say on a plate if you're cutting them for multiple kids like in my family I'm cutting multiple apples and you're just going to slice them and put them on a plate Next, you get a little bit of peanut butter and you just drizzle the peanut butter on top of the apples. And finally, you just top it with some granola. And that's it. It's really simple. It's really satisfying. Um, again, you get that long and strong fiber from the apples and the granola. And you get the good healthy fats from the peanut butter and the granola because there's some healthy fats in there too. And so you got some protein in there. It's just a really nice, well-balanced snack that's tasty. And ultimately, that's very important. The only thing I'm going to ask you to do is when you eat it, pay attention to your stomach and listen when it tells you you've had enough. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time. Take care.
Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.